everyone. Welcome to episode 138 of the Slice of Healthcare podcast. I'm your host, Jared Taylor. On today's episode, we have Todd Latz, the CEO at Go Health Urgent Care. Let's not waste any time. Let's bring him on the podcast. Thanks so much for joining me on the Slice of Healthcare podcast. How are you today? I'm great, Jared. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm excited for, for us to chat. Excellent. I, I love we could just get things started. If you could tell the audience a little bit about yourself and we'll go from there. Sure. Uh, Todd Latz, I'm the CEO at Go Health Urgent Care, and uh, I've spent uh, almost the last two decades in healthcare. Got my start as a transactional attorney, but uh, really fell uh, backwards into healthcare and couldn't be happier about it. I can't see myself leaving healthcare now. I love the way that we're able to disrupt, uh, certainly in the new healthcare models, an industry that needs to be more consumer focused. And that's what we have been uh, really targeting with Go Health Urgent Care. Did you always envision that you'd be going into the, the urgent care space? What was it that really drew you in from the start? And then obviously you've been at uh, Go Health now for, for a couple of years, uh, I think approaching what, seven, seven years about? That's, that's exactly um, right. What, what were some of the things that kind of drew you to this space? Um, and, and why did you want to even join Go Health, I guess? So Jared, I got my uh, true start in healthcare in a diagnostic imaging business uh, that I ultimately led. And what I really liked about that business was the ambulatory nature of it. You know, if you look at the progression of healthcare, if you went back, you know, a couple of decades, it was very acute facility focused, right? Focused on the health system um, and larger IDNs, you know, integrated networks. And I really liked this notion of ambulatory care where we were getting closer to the patient. The patient was better able to make some of their own consumer-oriented decisions and focused on greater access and lower cost. But one of the things in the imaging business that, that I didn't find as intriguing was this nature of there being a gatekeeper, whether that was an insurance company or something else that kept the healthcare provider from getting really closer to that patient, to being the tip of the spear from a consumer-oriented standpoint. And that's one of the things I really liked in the early days about urgent care. I'd watched it from afar, and I loved the fact that it was at the intersection of retail consumer approaches to healthcare, and you had this sort of self-effectuating, self-activating notion of a patient deciding when and where they wanted to access care and being able to meet that need. And so that piece was, was really intriguing to me. And what I loved about the Go Health model was from the early days, it was purpose built to partner. And so this notion of partnering with large health systems or other large providers in the healthcare space who bring to bear a, a number of huge advantages, and, and we'll probably get into a little bit more around this in a moment uh, about our unique model. But what I really liked about Go Health was this notion of taking a nimble, entrepreneurial, for-profit-minded organization, pairing that up with these large not-for-profit health systems that have so many benefits and what they do so connected into their communities, and essentially taking a, a one plus one equals three or four. So taking the best of both of those worlds and being able to really build a, a differentiated model. 
Yeah, thank you for sharing too. It's uh, it's always, I always find it really interesting. Very rarely do I have a, a bad story when I ask that question because you wouldn't be at the company, right? If you, uh, if you didn't have something that really drew you into it. So okay. uh, I appreciate that. I, I'd like to kind of segue into, you alluded to it just a moment ago and we were talking about it even before we started recording this, uh, what you described as on-demand care. Can you describe that in more detail for us? I guess what it means to you, what it means to Go Health and uh, how you're executing on that? Absolutely. So we think of it, uh, the Go Health model as a true on-demand care-centric platform that serves as both the physical and digital front door to the healthcare ecosystem in our communities. And the way we do that is through true joint venture partnerships with large health system. So today, every one of our 160 centers from coast to coast is in a true equity joint venture with a prominent health system. And we think about this model, Jared, in terms of bringing to bear our customer focus, our technology-enabled platform, and our, our data-driven uh, decision-making. And we pair that up with our health systems and the benefits that they have in the market. And that's clinical expertise, really deeply rooted in, you know, in their community's leading presence and the comprehensive care networks. And so together we've built a really connected care model. And, and we set out from the very beginning to solve a number of the challenges that we saw in healthcare. And, and you're quite familiar, I'm sure, as most of the listeners will be with this. So, you know, rising and, and constantly high cost at lack of access, fragmented delivery system, and typically really low patient satisfaction scores. And so what we've built in our connected model, our Go Health model, is something that we believe solves for all of those, a connected omni-channel experience that enhances access, it increases quality through that connectivity with the health system, we're lowering cost, and then we're delivering great patient experiences as evidenced by our mid-80s uh, NPS scores. Mid-80s, wow, that's, that's very good. Um, wow, okay. And was this, was this something new that you decided to really dive into like on-demand um, care or is this something that has been kind of part of your mindset at Go Health for, I mean, you've been there, like we said, seven years, right? Was, was this the mindset from day one or was it something new over the last two, three years? Yeah, so I, I would say the answer to that is, is really yes to both. So really was the notion, Jared, from the very beginning to be something more than just urgent care um, and, and move into this on-demand space. But if you think back six, seven years ago, so when I first came to the organization, we were still very small. So just had uh, seven locations when I started and we've grown it, as I mentioned uh, previously to 160. And so over time, the notion was always to expand that, that concept into a true on-demand and we would say omni-channel experience. And what I mean by that is both virtual and brick and mortar. And so we had that pre-COVID, we've been doing virtual for a number of years. We, we certainly over the past several years have accelerated that innovation and done that with, a, you know, with the support of our technology platform. But we think about a frictionless, a seamless experience for our patients. And that begins before they ever come to our center. So that's our uh, customer acquisition tools or our queuing system. The fact that we have a proprietary uh, online Go, uh, registration system we call GoReg. So giving patients the ability to access care on their terms, where they want it, when they want it, how they want it. And we think of this omni-channel on-demand delivery platform as something where a patient could start in a virtual context, end up in brick and mortar, maybe finish that visit virtually, or, or the reverse. They could start 
by coming into one of our physical centers, let's say, you know, six, eight, 10 people show up at once, we can triage that, understand which patients can be handled appropriately in a virtual context, and they could go to an exam room in one of our centers, but virtually interface with a provider that's across town. All of our virtual is done by our own clinicians in our model, uh, or they could go back to their car or go home and, and do that conveniently as well. And so we've always had this in mind of what this model was going to look like, but the evolution over the past several years has really accelerated what we wanted to be able to do to get closer to our consumer and again to, to take the friction out of the system. Was any of that also accelerated by the, the start of the pandemic last year or were, did you feel you were in a pretty good position even before the start of the pandemic to uh, address some of the obviously the major issues that it, it brought? It's a great question, Jared. So I would say we were well positioned prior. So we had a virtual care platform. It's always been customized for us. So uh, it is really interwoven in our customized workflows in our center. You can see behind me, this won't help uh, for listeners if they haven't been in a GoHealth center before, but you can even see from the center footprint. So we have a, a smaller concept, smaller box concept, but very open and, uh, and transparent technology enabled. So that's true for our clinicians. Our patients are roomed really quickly. Uh, our, our providers chart in front of the patient so they can be interactive in their care. So all of those pieces were there, um, including the virtual piece beforehand. But what happened in the pandemic is it really accelerated up that innovation. So if we think about what our strategy was, you know, for the next 18 months, when the pandemic hit, we did a lot of that probably in 18 days, meaning we just launched things that we had been preparing to roll out, uh, given the nature of what was going on, right, when people were locked down, when care needed to be delivered almost, you know, predominantly virtually, but for us, it was never, and it never has been just one thing. It's that connected care model across the omni-channel spectrum, because we served as the front line for the pandemic for most of our partners. And, and it really doubled down for us with our health system partners on this model, where we acted as that true frontline, caring for patients, trying to keep them out of the acute facilities to protect uh, the EDs of our partners and, and in our community and the hospitals as well. And so it really accelerated up what we were doing and where we have seen, I think, in primary care and specialty care, you saw a big spike in the use of virtual, obviously, right, in the early days of the pandemic, but a lot of that has come back down and now it's back more to, to the typical way it was done before, certainly virtual at a higher rate than it was uh, previously to the pandemic, but still at a pretty low level. We haven't seen that. So we've seen a really consistent utilization of the virtual channel. And we've done that through innovations of how to better care for our patients and to enable them again to get care how, when, and where they want. So if they want to start in a virtual channel, if they want to do the registration, you know, the evening before, they can handle a lot of what would happen in person and make that interaction even more effortless for them. Uh, and we continue to, to take that focus on the patient, on our customer, and build and design workflows and technology around that. Can you share some of the things that you're really excited about as we head into the second half of 2021 as it relates to GoHealth? Absolutely. I think for us, it's really this greater opportunity now to, to leverage a true on-demand care platform, right? You've had this, this awakening or this realization from so many 
patients and healthcare consumers here that previously either hadn't gotten to that trial phase or they thought maybe the experience would be different in person uh, versus virtual, or for those who, who might have tried a telehealth option or a virtual, you know, we've always thought about that as having a bit of a, a last mile problem. There are certain things obviously that you can handle from a virtual perspective, but then again, in-person care is a big component of it. And so most virtual only or predominantly virtual platforms don't have the ability to conveniently treat a patient if they need to be seen and in person. And so we, we love this opportunity going forward of you know, exercising this true omni-channel opportunity where patients can move from a virtual to a physical experience. It's still the same visit. They're only registering once. It's the same financial transaction from an insurance or, or a payer perspective. So one copay uh, versus this disjointed right uh, model that we've had historically where a patient might've started virtually and if they couldn't continue that experience, if it couldn't be handled just in a virtual world, now they don't know where to go next, right? It's, it's not connected. And that's what we've done with our great health system partners from coast to coast, whether that's on the East Coast, you know, Northwell Health, uh, Hartford Healthcare, Novant Health, Christiana Care, we're in the Midwest with Mercy, and then on the West Coast with Legacy at Health and Dignity Health, Common Spirit, and, and we're able to work together with those health systems to try to solve some of these larger problems as healthcare moves further away from these acute facilities. And so I'd say that's the next thing I'm really excited about is the movement to at home. So this is something we've been talking about as a, as a team and, and we have the benefit of an amazing um, team that's really focused on these things and that's care moving into the home. And it's something the pandemic has really highlighted as well. More screening, more testing, more ability, we believe going forward for people to engage in their own healthcare starting in the home but you still have that connectivity issue, right? You might be able to go into a, a drugstore and buy a test, but if the result is inconclusive or it's positive, you still have that same what's next problem, right? What Now, where do I go for that next level of care? And whether that's virtual or in person, uh, we're playing a really dynamic role there. And if it's something more serious, given the connected nature of our model with health systems, we can get you same day or next day appointments with specialists. We can put you into a primary care model if it's something chronic that needs to be managed uh, you know, more comprehensively. And so we're really excited about that. I would add maybe two more things to it uh, if, if I've got a little bit more time, which is direct to employer. That's been a big growth channel for us, certainly uh, something we've done from day one, but really accelerated over the past year, year and a half. And then value-based care. We, were, um, we deploy value-based care initiatives in every one of our markets around the country. That's something that really took a bit of a pause during the pandemic, uh, which is disappointing for all of us uh, who believe that this is really the future of healthcare, but we're excited in 2021 to get that back on track where the focus can be less on the absolute, you know, acute and traumatic nature of COVID-19 and we can move more to this longitudinal value-based care concept. So I'd say DTE and value-based care, certainly there. And then we're always excited about healthcare consumers taking more control of their healthcare future, thinking about health and wellness. And we think this movement to on-demand care really enables our healthcare consumers to make those choices for themselves. And we're excited about that. Yeah, no, you've, there's a there's a lot going on. And, and I agree with you that, um, that a lot of people do have that problem of what's next. And we're seeing care come to the home at uh, 
it, it seems like care, care at home is becoming more and more the norm, right? And years ago, it, it wasn't. And there's obviously some things that still need to be improved there for it to be a seamless experience. But it's nice to know that you've really taken that approach of what's next and how can we help them with what comes next so that they can have a seamless experience. So thank you for, for all that you and, and the Go Health team are doing. Uh, I know everyone appreciates it. Absolutely. Well, Happy to. Yeah. That will be, hey, thank you again so much for coming on the podcast. I, I look forward to hopefully being able to have you and other members of your team on again to talk about different issues uh, happening in the, in the urgent care space and healthcare in general and uh, wish you all the best. Great. Thanks so much, Jared. It's a dynamic space and uh, we're excited to keep pushing forward. Hey everyone. I wanted to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Block Health. Block Health is building the ecosystem of services and solutions to power the future of healthcare. Through their platform, healthcare professionals and organizations can enter, upload, and share core credentialing documents and information. Professionals and organizations then have the opportunity to use that information to order multiple services and solutions like credentialing, state license registration, certifications, payer enrollment, renewals, and more. On average, the Block Health platform saves users 40 to 60% on credentialing and licensing related costs. Organizations can use Block Health as an extension of their team or as their whole licensing and credentialing team. Today, Block Health works with some of the top healthcare organizations. To learn more about Block Health, please visit www.blockhealth.com. That's B L O C H E A L T H.com and follow them on their social channels at Block Health. Thanks for listening. Thank you to everyone that listened to this week's episode of the Slice of Healthcare podcast. If you'd like to check out more of our podcasts, we're available on all the major podcast channels. And you can check us out on our website, www.sliceofhealthcare.com. And that'll have all of our past guests on there. Uh, you can see our sponsors and you can learn more about actually becoming a guest. Thanks and look forward to another episode next week.